Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is an honor and a privilege to be with you today. It's six minutes past the six o'clock in the morning. We got one hour to talk about stuff that really matters in your life. And that's a great reason for you to not only pay attention, because I want you to. You know, I, in all seriousness, I don't get up early in the morning just to hear myself talk, okay? I want you guys to know that what I'm trying to achieve on the air here is not just entertainment. It is literally to help you change your world. And you do that by you having those persuadable conversations with persuadable people in your world. You know, that's the theme of this show. That's why we try to talk about the things that we talk about in a way that helps you achieve that goal. I want you to be hopeful. Because, folks, we're winning. You know, Freddie uh, sent me a, a great text picture. Uh, it's a picture. Of, remember, Jill Biden was at the Philadelphia um, football game the other night. I think it was. I think it was Sunday night football, and she was loudly boo folks this is philadelphia this is not a republican stronghold and the caption on this picture says when an entire stadium boos your wife that's the only poll i need to see now that's really true is it not and it is being manifested in some other pictures that he sent me apparently he went to the christine drazen Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin event last night in Aurora, and he showed me a picture of all the cars lined up to get there. Well, good for Christine. She's got some great ads out there, and I told you all along, even though I don't support her, and you know why, I said to you that the person that would win this race is the one who's going to run the most effective ads, because right now, there are things happening in our world, all around us here in Oregon, that still are opportunities to get those, those groups of undecided voters, by all intents and purposes, it seems like there's about 15% of them, to get them to go your direction as a candidate. And it's going to be the person who runs the most effective ads. It's that simple. Now, Yes, the national mood is what is described in this picture of Jill Biden getting booed in a liberal, an extremely liberal city, Philadelphia. But it doesn't matter unless the Republican candidates can communicate that message effectively. And I'm telling you that Christine Drazen does. She is. Whoever's running her campaign has figured this out because they are tying Tina Kotek 
to every ill imaginable in Oregon right now that people know is real. So this is how you win elections, friends. Now, I continue to believe the polls are just wrong in many ways. But I will say this, that to have a Republican leading in multiple polls in Oregon, because Betsy Johnson is sucking away a lot of Democrat votes, tells you something also. This is why Joe Biden came here, folks. Now, a friend of mine who's a lobbyist mused that maybe, you know, Joe Biden came with, you know, a bag full of cash, a million, two million dollars in cash to hand to um, to Tina Kotek when he was here. Of course, Kate Brown's nowhere to be seen. She's conveniently on this trip. <laughs> yeah, right. This international trade mission. She's the most unpopular governor in Oregon. And the story today about how Oregon ranks last in the na- the very worst mental health system in the nation. Now, you would think we would have, wow, all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Hey, Phil, um, I'm getting a, a text message saying that we have or we're having audio problems. So uh, if you can look into that, that'd be great. So here's a question I want to ask you. Of all the things that are happening, inflation, crime, is this situation in our schools so bad that parents will step up and sign these recall petitions here in the Salem-Kaiser School District? Because you see, there's another story out there. And this is pretty big, folks. It is the story of what's going on in Virginia. See, the same thing is going to happen here. The, the headline of this story is Virginia parents could face abuse charges for not affirming their LGBTQ child under a new bill that's going to be introduced by a leftist Democrat. Because the governor of Virginia, the governor of Virginia, who was here last night for Christine Drazen, has put forward a policy and thousands of students have walked out of class because he is pro a proposing model policies for the treatment of transgender students in school. So the legislature are going to push to have a law passed that says if you are a parent and you don't acknowledge, and we talked about this before, Dwight sent me this, this story. We, this is being proposed in Oregon. It's being talked about. Expect to see it in the, the next legislative session. And if you, as a parent, refuse to acknowledge your child who's been brainwashed in 
public education from K through 12 about transgender, LGBTQ, whatever alphabet issues, binary sexuality, you can choose it. In fact, kids in the womb can choose it according to this one idiot. That story we talked about last week. Folks, the parents can be charged with a crime to face abuse charges because you say to your kid, no, we're not going to call you by binary name. You're a girl or you're a boy. They can complain. And not only do you face abuse charges, but then they take your kid away from you. So Dwight writes an email, says Virginia parents could face abuse charges. Is this next, he writes, across the nation? What have we become? Parents in Virginia can be jailed if they don't affirm their child's sexual identity. So let me ask you this question. This becomes the case. Will you take your kids or will you help your grandkids to leave public education altogether? I'm serious. It's a question that I want to ask today, and it dovetails in with the interview we're going to have with Cassidy at the bottom of this hour. She's with the group that is promoting the recall of the three Salem-Kaiser school board members. Will you stand and fight by signing that recall petition, showing up at the meetings, even though Luss intimidates you? Now, they're doing meetings, of course, by Zoom because they won't acknowledge that Luss is the problem. They say you parents are the problem. Will you pull your kids out of public education and put them in? private education you know there are petitions now in oregon that will say because the u.s supreme court ruling we have to change our constitution to allow our tax dollars in oregon to be used for private education private religious education what will you do 503-589-1220 is the power of buick gmc talk line yes ed Yes, Chief Justice of the Oregon Supreme Court, Martha Walters, is going to retire. And he says, this is better than any poll to tell us what's about to happen to the governor's office. The Democrats don't think they're going to keep the governor's office. They don't even think they can cheat enough to keep the governor's office. Some rats are leaving the ship while others are battening down the hatches to maintain control of the judicial branch of Oregon's government. The Oregon Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court are arguably the most persistently corrupt power centers in the state of Oregon. I'd like to propose a bet, okay? If Drazen wins the election for governor, there will not be even one early retirement of any judge anywhere in Oregon. They'll serve out their time they were elected to serve or die trying until the next Democrat regains control of the governor's office. When we get everything back to business as usual, go ahead, Jeff, take the bet. Do you feel lucky? No, I ain't taking that bet because you're right, Ed. Folks, for those of you who don't know it, this now completes Kate Brown's replacing the entire Oregon Supreme Court. 
with Democrat far left ideologues before she leaves office. All seven members of the Oregon Supreme Court will have been appointed by Kate Brown. It's a scam. And it is pathetic. They see the handwriting on the wall. This ensures that the Oregon doesn't matter how, even if the Oregon legislature by some miracle goes Republican and a Republican governor, they're going to strike everything down they can. This is why our only hope is to completely go around the Oregon Supreme Court and Oregon laws and always make federal lawsuits and accusations. Ronnie, hang on. I will get to you on the other side of the break, folks. We had a great political coffee clatch last night. Almost a record number of people showing up. Lots going on out there. We talked about it yesterday. We unfortunately got a negative result, as we sort of expected, in the simple ruling out of Washington County about us, we the people, getting to see the actual data. Not the software, but the data of those vote-counting machines that we know are being hacked. That would have proven it. No, but the judge wants to keep it secret. What are they hiding from us? Hiding from us the transparency of the truth. There you go. Lots to talk about. We'll get to Ronnie's call when we come back here. Oregon ranks worst in the nation for mental illness. And the guy running against Kevin Mannix has quite criminal history and it ain't good all of that and more call jeff now at 503-589-1220 that's 503-589-1220 let's return now to more of political coffee with jeff krupp going to be a big measure 114 debate Friday. Joint City Club of Portland in partnership with Channel 12 Fox out of Portland for an engaging debate on the pros and cons of measure 114. The guy who's on our side of this thing of, you know, protecting your right to defend yourself with a gun because your rights are not infringed. That's Kevin Sterrett of Oregon Firearms Federation. They've got a great newsletter out today. That happens on Friday. You want to pay attention to it because it's big. Widen the pathetic is what Dale says in an email. Says, And we will send me an email. It's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Now Wyden is running a blitzkrieg of commercials painting and exploding fuel prices as the blame of big oil. Not a peep about old Biden's hand in any of it. Well, of course, simultaneously portraying himself as the savior, the little guy, a big, against the big oil gangsters. Ain't it too bad that Joe Ray Perkins doesn't have the money to skewer Wyden over his policies and support for those same things that have exploded oil prices. Thanks, Curtis, for the numbers last night from the uh, political coffee clutch. We ended with about 36 people there. That's a lot, folks. There's a lot that you can do 
to make this election as secure as possible under the current rules and laws. Come and join us. Political Coffee Clatch, Tuesday evenings, 6 o'clock, the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Let's get out to talk to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. Doing okay. Doing okay. Make point, two points. Latinos, Unidos, Siempre. They're no different than a Klansman group. And why are they using the hell of Zoom? Why don't we just say that they're walking right in the same thing? I'm a conspiracy theorist on that one. With the CCP that Kate Brown has delivered for free our fiber optic cables to Hong Kong. Now the people from the government of China. They do not care about our kids. Allegedly, the one kid is supposed to commit suicide, had to deal with issues of nature that may possibly, I say allegedly, deal with the crap that they're teaching in schools. I will also say this. I had a kid that I know that goes to a high school, I would not mention, uh, because he's white and being harassed by a Latino official. Mm, and to me, really? it insults me. It goes against everything Reverend King says about character, not by color. And then, in way, by using Zoom, because I will not use Zoom on my equipment, is like uh, American Disabilities Act, in my opinion. You're basically segregating information from those of the people, which is supposed to be a public forum. And the last thing I will say, people, sad to say, 300% increase of social problems in the state of Oregon amongst our kids. This is announced by various talk shows throughout the uh, conservative world, whether it's Mark Levin or other places. It's saddening. It's upsetting. But we, the people, can make the change. You, those in the Salem County School District, sign that recall and vote no on all the measures. Because you know something, it's a good way to get the message out that the people will not tolerate this stuff, whether it's changing the Constitution for a racial words that might be not state Constitution, but in reality, in Measure 112, they basically want to pay minimum wage or more to prisoners who have hurt, stealed, raped, or killed your loved one. And this is what we need to stand up against. And remember, you have the power. Vote. Indeed. That's all I got to say. Yeah, well said. Thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate it. And you're right on the money. Uh, at the bottom of the hour here, uh, we're going to visit with Cassidy of the Recall uh, Kaiser School Board Members Campaign. Folks, there's national news. This is from the Epoch Times. A scannable, I'm going to give you three headlines, and then we're going to talk quickly, quickly to Kathy. Scannable teacher badges direct teenagers to explicit sex guides. Another headline. Parents erupt over a queer fest Halloween party and a drag show promoted by a school district. And then a father testifies in defense of his transgender child's need for hormone therapy. Gateway Pundit has a headline. What kind of society injects its children with experimental products? 
Now's the time to choose. Pull your kids out of public schools or hand them over to Big Pharma. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning. Wanted to say what um, I'd like to see political advertisements when when they say a certain person voted against uh, gun restrictions or whatever. I wish that those that Betsy and Christine would talk about why they voted against them. Talk about the fine print. Because they make them sound heartless. But there's no retort from Christine or Betsy to explain why they voted against certain things. The fine print is going to get you. Yeah, you're right about it. And there is a way to answer those charges and not have it be a negative. Because guns are a negative typically in blue or... But there is a way. In fact, I got a great email, a message of hope from a state employee who shall never be named. And I'll read it to you later in the show. Back in a moment with Cassidy, how you can hope make your world better by recalling Salem Back in a moment at 630. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. I want to thank Freedom Heating and Air for being one of our great sponsors of this radio station and this show. Enjoy the warm temperatures because next week, folks, it ain't going to get out of the 50s. That's a great reason that if your central air system is not keeping up in the heat, it ain't going to keep up in the cold. That's why you should call Freedom Heating and Air. And they'll get out to your place right away. It's what they do best. Emergency services. But call them before you have an emergency, won't you? Before you're miserable. They'll come out and they'll get it fixed for you. They'll talk with you about your options. 503-580-1456. 503-580-1456. Check out their website at freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. We've been talking a lot today about schools and what's going on all across the country. Headlines I read from you from the Epoch Times the gateway pundit story about it's your choice with forced vaccinations all across the country and here in Oregon, in essence, you're going to keep your kids in public school. We're going to take them out and put them in private school. Or are you going to stand and fight like the folks are doing at skeducationfirst.com. That's the place where you can download petitions to recall three of the Kaiser, Salem Kaiser School District board members. It's skeducationfirst.com. We talked a little bit about this last night at the um, Political Coffee Clatch. And joining us to talk about it further and really to get into the meat of this is Cassidy. Cassidy, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. 
Thanks for having me, Jeff. So first of all, why are you involved in this recall and what what do you hope to achieve out of it? Well, I am involved in this recall because I've got kids and we've got a country that is slowly not educating any of our kids. And so I think we all really need to be involved in what's going on in the education, even if you don't have children, because these kids are our future and they are going to be running our country. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. So this recall, I really got interested in what was going on in our schools, the beginning of last year, whenever my oldest went on to high school. And I started seeing the assignments they were passing out. I started seeing the leeway, you know, what they would let him get away with, how many assignments weren't getting turned in, but still passing. And, you know, I just really started to pay attention. I started to go to the school board meetings and see the chaos that ensues at those meetings. Um, we, I started meeting parents and community members who shared my concerns. And we really started trying to engage with the school board, engage with the schools. We started fighting back on these books that are in our schools. And we started getting so much pushback from the district. They don't want to listen to parents. They don't want to take our concerns into consideration. All they want to do is go to their selected committees and they really want to take complete control over the education of our kids and cut parents out. So that's pretty obvious. And and I think uh, a lot of this has come to light because of the COVID lockdowns and, and, you know, parents observing what their kids are being taught when their kids were being taught online. So that's opened a lot of eyes. So, so let me ask you this, how, How long have you had children in the Salem-Kaiser School District, and have you ever seen anything like this in terms of parental awareness? So I've had kids in the district here for, oh gosh, this is probably our sixth year in the district. Like I said, my oldest is in high school now. Um, My children went to Salem-Kaiser schools most of their school career, but it was charter schools that were chartered through the district. So I think our experience was a little bit different than other people who have kids at the traditional public schools. And so I think that whenever my son went on to a regular high school that wasn't a charter school, that really opened my eyes to what was happening at the basic public school level. Um, there are tons of parents who are starting to wake up to what's going on. There are a lot of parents who are starting to pay attention and get back in the classroom. You know, we were shut out of the schools for years with COVID protocols. We weren't allowed to volunteer. We weren't allowed to, you know, work concessions. We weren't allowed to even go to kids' games at one point. And so now that parents are starting to get back involved, starting to go back in the classroom, they're seeing the changes. They're seeing the flags on the wall. They're hearing the language. They're seeing the way that the kids are dressing and allowed to behave and treat each other and treat their teachers. I mean, these poor teachers, we worry about the kids and the parents and everything. These teachers are under attack daily. And yes, we have some of them that are pushing these ideas, but we've got a lot of great teachers who are still in there just trying to survive. 
So that's a great reason, I think, for people to be hopeful that these recall petitions would be successful because recalling these three school board members would give the opportunity for more conservative school board members to join the school board. That then could mean that so many of these damaging policies could be reversed. Now, the left isn't going to take that lion down. So let me ask you this. And folks, we're talking with Cassidy from skeducationfirst.com. She's with the group skeducationfirst.com that is putting out these petitions. And Cassidy, there are three separate petitions, right? There has to be a petition for each school board member you're trying to recall, correct? Yes, there are three separate petitions, and some of your listeners may have received these petitions in the mail. We've started getting them back by the hundreds, and I want to stress three important things about this recall. Yes, there are three separate petitions. You have to sign all three papers, so please make sure you read through them. Each board director has their own recall, three petitions. Second, whenever you receive these petitions in the mail, if you receive them, not everybody will receive them. So if you haven't, then look us up, find a way to sign it. But if you have received it, make sure that you're aware that you are now a circulator. So please take that petition out into the community, sign it, have as many people as you can sign it. There's 10 lines there. And then whenever you're finished, make sure you fill out that circulator portion there at the bottom because that's really important to certify that you witnessed those signatures. Yes, and that's a critical thing. And folks, on their website, skeducationfirst.com, if you scroll down, they have all of the main things you need to be aware of if you're going to download a petition or get one in the mail and start gathering signatures, okay? It's really important you do this right. Now, let me ask you this. Cassidy, what is the most effective message you guys have found to get people to sign your petitions? You know, putting the facts in front of them, cold, hard evidence. These are the educational standards. These are the disciplinary actions. These are the policies that separate child from parent that state your child can transition at school and the schools will actively hide it from you. These are the books that are in our schools. And I think by the time we get to the books, they are so overwhelmed and they see everything that's going on and they are just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Where do I sign? And I'm, we're running into it every single day. Parents and community members are waking up, but there are still tons who have it. For every one community member we find that knows about what's going on, there's 10 to 15 that don't know. So we need as many people to come to us, get our information, go out there, disseminate it, gather signatures. This really is a grassroots effort. We've got a long ways to go. We have to collect 20,000 signatures. That is well over more people that even voted in the school board election. So we need every single community member who cares about their kids 
to contact us, get sheets, go out there, even if it's just, you know, your group from church or your close, immediate family, anybody, four or five signatures, each person, it really goes a long way. So Cassidy, you you have to have 20,000 signatures per each board member you're trying to recall? Well, we, our minimum is 16,300 ish, right around there. That's a rounded number. And we are aiming for 20,000 because we know, as I'm sure you know, a lot are going to get thrown out. Yep, absolutely. So what happens if you're successful in the recall? I mean, you look at what happened in San Francisco, very liberal San Francisco, they recalled their liberal board members. If this can happen here, how do those board members get replaced? So there are a couple of different ways that can go. First, these open board seats will be appointed by the existing members. So whoever's still in will appoint people to take over these seats, kind of like they're doing with Danielle Bethel's position right now. They have it open for applicants, and then they will do a whole process. Um, At that time, those seats will be filled until May. That is whenever we had our scheduled school board meeting for three of our seats. That will now open up to six seats. Cassidy, thank you. Unfortunately, there's the music. We're at the end of our time, friends. Go to skeducationfirst.com. Get involved. You can make a difference. Thanks, Cassidy. Great job. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour, 503-589-1220. Is that power Buick GMC talk line? 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM. Now, what you just heard is a reason to hope. So also is a great email from a state employee who shall never be named. I'll read that to you in a moment. want to remind you of something. You know, I use CBD because it works for me. It really does. It works for my mother who has arthritis. It's pain. Just because she's 85 and has just worked hard all of her life and is paying for it now, unfortunately. And the CBD products from ProBioscience here in Salem that I get for her and she uses really does help her ease and manage that pain, just like it does me. They also have other great products for sleep. That helps me too, helps my mother. So why don't you consider using all natural non-drug pharma related with all of its uh, byproducts of bad things it does to your body, why don't you consider using CBD? In fact, for those of you who are in those very sensitive positions where you are drug tested, they have CBD products that are guaranteed to help you pass every drug test and still you get the benefit 
of CBD, especially for pain relief like I use. Go to hempandcbdoutlet.com. That's ProBioscience's website, hempandcbdoutlet.com. And you can access any of, they can buy online any of their great products, including some products for their pets, which we use in our 13-year-old dog, Gracie. And if you use the discount code, the word FALL, F-A-L-L, you'll get 15% off whatever you buy. Hemp and CBD outlet.com. Here's this, what I think is a, a powerful, powerful message from this state employee. Now, negative ads work, right? That's just part of human nature. But if everything is negative, 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 you end up not having reasons to vote for something or someone. Now, the recall petitions we just talked about are a piece of the puzzle. Yes, that's negative. But what's hopeful about it is this, that they get recalled and that sends a powerful message and that many people get involved and then new people get elected to the school board. Not just the appointed ones, but the elected ones that are going to get in there and they're going to make the changes. What happened in Newburgh is powerful. What happened in liberal San Francisco is powerful. It can happen here. But you have to, and that's the hope part of it. You see, you just can't be negative, friends. You have to offer an alternative that is, in fact, hopeful. And this is what the state employees, employee says. And ask this question. How then, if, if, if Democrats are always talking negative, negative, and we talk negative, negative, what should Republicans craft their message to capture the hearts and minds of people and provide conservative leadership to take our country back? Republicans need to combat the fear, the sarcasm, and the hate of the Democrats by proclaiming there is a way out. There's a path that leads to a brighter future. The wrong direction we are headed in in our state and our nation can be turned around. America is and can be that shining city upon a hill again. And he quotes Reagan here. By the way, that shining city on the hill, that's straight out of the Bible. Reagan used it. And then Reagan says this. As long as we remember our first principles and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. So, yes, we have to stand firmly by pointing out what's wrong. And right now, the environment is mental. Everybody knows there are things that are wrong. And that's why every poll shows massive dissatisfaction, even in liberal downtown, wacky left wing Portland. Massive dissatisfaction with how things are going. This is the opportunity for the message of hope. Now, it's how you deliver that that is so important. And it's got to be emotional. Because today, people just vote with their emotions. There is a way out. There truly is. And Republicans, conservatives, those of you who aren't either Republican or conservative, but who care about these issues, and there are some of you out there, 
you need to respond to a message of hope because there is a way out. It has to do with elections. It has to do with you standing up for every value and principle you believe in that is good and honest and true and right. Let's go to Tim, who's on the line. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Boy, it's hard to take away the steam that you just expressed. It's perfect. Thank you. One one of the things I thought I'd uh, mention just real quick, about 40-plus years ago, I attended a dinner at Willamette University, sat next to a president of Tokyo University, had to ask the question about our education system. I asked him, what's the difference between our education system? And he said, well, in the United States, you teach socialization skills, one through 12, technical and college. We teach technical skills, one through 12, and social skills in college. And I said, okay, which is the best? Yours? Because by the time they get into college, it's hard to teach them social skills. That was uh, 40 plus years ago. Wow. So what do you think is happening with our teaching them social skills? Well, I think it's obvious. Um, It ain't happening. It's the wrong. if, If the social skills are what they're brainwashing our kids with in public education today, and those are the wrong social skills. I, I think based on human nature that, that that foreign college president was right, generally speaking. Once you get into college, it's too late. So you've got to you've got to teach the right social skills. And that's the key, don't you think, Tim? The right social skills. Correct. It is. This is why parents becoming aware of what's going on in their public schools is so important because a lot of them are just just like Cassidy and many others are not going to put up with it anymore. This is why these recalls are so important. But also we have to then go back to what is the hopeful message? What is the right social skills, cultural skills to teach? Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it, folks. Thanks to each and every one of you for joining us today. Keep praying for people to stand up, step forward, suffer the slings and arrows, but stand up for everything that's important in their lives. Keep praying for the state this day. See you tomorrow.